Hello, this is Sean, and you're listening to Bacon and Nays. Why? Because I replaced Chris's drummer of Thorhammer. Suck it, Chris! Alright, this is a uh, interesting episode of Bacon and Nays uh, because I, first of all, am not here with Jimmy Lopez. I'm doing a uh, doing one of our interview pants episodes where... It ends up. It's in. It ends up this week that is just me and the interviewee. And uh, normally, by now, I would have done a WrestleMania weekend review. Uh, you know, I would have. I would have done a preview podcast where I talked about who I thought was going to win and all that kind of stuff. I didn't do that. I would have talked about a little bit at least what happened to WrestleMania. Still haven't done that. But uh, I happened to find out that one of my friends was actually going to be there in New Orleans for WrestleMania week. And today I have him here with me after we working on a uh, top secret project at the moment. <laughs> His name is... Chris Barr, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris, how's it going? It's Happy going to be well. Here. <laughs> Chris and Chris podcast set it up. Yeah, about there you go. The best subject in the world, wrestling. Yeah, in particular yeah. WrestleMania. <laughs> so, my idea for this show is going to be less about less talking about like who won what matches and that kind of thing. Like, I feel like people that are just listeners to the podcast in general, like, don't necessarily care about wrestling itself but what i'm interested in and what i think the listeners will be interested in is the experience that you had of going down there because it's such a i, I think you can agree with this, this is a really unique uh setting to go uh road trip to and to spend several days in new orleans louisiana like it's just a weird it's just a strange city from the outset you you just kind of look from the outside of it, looking in, kind of like never having been there before, I just see it as like a really just interesting place to go, it, it, for anything. But right. but now you're just you're talking about WrestleMania, which is the center point, which brings together the entire wrestling community. You know what I mean? So what I wanted to do is talk less about the matches and less about. And we could dip into a little bit to that stuff, but I want to I want to get a better idea of like your experience firsthand of how the entire thing went. You know what I mean? Right. So I think we'll just start at the beginning and progress through the weekend and like go through to the end, and then of course your trip back and that kind of stuff. So, uh, what made you decide? that going down there was a good idea uh kind of set up the the trip in general all right i'll preface it by saying it it was the boyhood dream every wrestlemania since i'd say i guess 11 or maybe 13 i just wanted to go there was something about the build around it everybody would discuss about how just how much fun it was and it continued to progress every single year you and as a fan you just want to get closer and closer to it and when it was going back to new orleans i had heard all the talk of how fun it was the previous year wrestlemania or four years ago wrestlemania 30 right yeah they were they were there uh for wrestlemania 30 so yeah so that so this year was 34 right 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 right. okay so have you did you know anybody firsthand that had gone or you just know from Watching it. All right. I have one friend that has been, I think he went to WrestleMania 30 itself, and he's been every year since. And he gloated every year coming back about how much fun it was, how yeah. many interesting people you'd see, and ultimately the show itself. You know, right, for a right. wrestling fan, it's the mecca. You can't find any larger gathering, and there's more, the volume of shows is unreal. The, to try to book it from the outset was just is a headache of itself. What shows do you cut? What shows do you get to? Where do you sleep? You know? Yeah, yeah. I want to get into all that stuff. So, okay. So... Uh, we're we're at the jam space, so you might hear a little bit of guitar in the background. It's a little fine. accompaniment. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Who uh, you? So you road trip down there, correct? 
Correct. Yes, it took a took the nine and a half hour road trip. Took quite a bit longer than that, stopping in Memphis. But yeah, it's from St. Louis to New Orleans. It's about a nine and a half, ten hour ride. So, who did you go down there with? So uh, I went. Another big part of the trip was the resurgence of the wrestling fan and my sister. Because growing up, we were six years apart. And growing up, she was a real big fan, but like every, like any teenager, she got carried away in there and just went elsewhere. And about, about I'd say about three years ago, I was watching a Ring of Honor match, and she caught the Young Bucks, and she got real interested in them. And it wasn't too long after that, the Young Bucks were booked in Anarchy, and she became a massive fan. So when I started to mention WrestleMania myself, Allie, my sister, took massive interest. And so it was my sister, she was 19, and my mother. And we went down all together. And it really was nice because I was just able to put, kick my feet up and let them do the drive and let them yeah, be the yeah, responsible party. You, you actually mentioned earlier uh, when we were uh, doing our Top Secret project that uh, you said you, you, you work overnights as well as I do, right? Correct. So you left work in the morning... Right? right at like six a.m. or something like that, and you hit the road right after you left for work. Yeah, it was immediate. We I got off at seven thirty. Yeah. Got home. Car was packed. Woke up the family. Took a little longer than I expected, but by nine thirty we were on the road. Yeah, our New Orleans hadn't slept, so that was a first key part of the planning. Was okay. Where do I fit the sleep in? If I'm going to work yeah, up until yeah. that point, then I'm going to go ahead and need to sleep the whole way down. So I slept for a good six hours in the car until we, you know, we got to Memphis. And Dude, that's that's a a long time to be able to sleep in a car like i there's no way i could sleep six hours in a car it was brutal and my mom yeah. is a small hyundai so in the oh, back really seat, yeah just, so you're just like scrunched up right yeah <laughs> this is a podcast so you couldn't see me curling my legs yeah. the there, but yeah it was it was uncomfortable but i got the sleep necessary to prepare myself for the evening which the first show was the super show so the entire entire thursday from the moment Midnight hit, and I realized the faster I worked, the faster I might be able to get off. It was just rushing to Super Show. I was yeah. thinking, I couldn't think anything else except for Golden Lovers, the main event of that show. And yeah, so so uh, so Thursday was the day you went down, right? Yeah. Okay. Thursday we left about nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. So so um, Super Show clear clear that up a little bit for uh, for people who may not know what is what what is the Super Show. Uh, you mentioned the Golden Lovers. Um, what what fed was that that you were looking forward to seeing? It was a Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. If I'm not mistaken, it was presented by WWN. I'm pretty sure something to that extent. Either way, it was a part of the WrestleCon, and okay. it was their idea here is they announced two big shows. And everybody scoops to the tickets and knowing that the main event will be worth it in and of itself, but the rest of the show is going to be filled up with stars from Japan and all over the all across the world. And that's what it ended up being, except I didn't make it in time. Oh, <laughs> I, really? I, I made it, literally made it down there. We had to stop at the hotel for a quick change of clothes and for a drop off my sister. And I rushed to the sugar mill just in time to see the main event starting. I see the Golden Lovers entrance. And I'm like, man, that was... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so you got there. You... you uh... I, I was actually going to ask you, like, was there any hiccups at all in that road trip going in? So that was, so that was, the the trip down was totally fine. It was the uh, when you you got there a little bit late for the first show. Right. So the hiccup was Mississippi. There was like uh, there's a lot of two lane highway to oh, get down okay, to New Orleans yeah. from here to there, and we ended up getting caught in about two and a half hours worth of traffic. Fuck. Right after Memphis, right after going to Graceland. Yeah. So and the of whole course, time, you don't factor that in when you're planning never. the trip. You know, <laughs> you just like figure, well, fuck. If we leave early enough, maybe we will be fine getting down there. Right. But of course. Nine-hour trip started about nine o'clock in the morning. You're hitting rush hour right. when you get down there. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that, that shit sucks. But right. it, but either way, you got you caught the main event of that night. So right. that's awesome. Okay, so after the show, what time? What time did that show wrap up? So that show wrapped up at about eleven thirty. And one of the really nice things about New Orleans is the layout of it. This is right across the street from the the Sheraton, which is where majority of the uh, WrestleCon and the WWE Access shows were held. Yeah. So we leave there and. Everybody spreads out everywhere. There's about 600 people at the show, and we just walk in any direction. I ended up taking a ride with my mom back to the hotel, but 
at that point, you, the world is your oyster, it feels like. Everywhere you see it's wrestling shirts. Everybody's walking to this bar, to that bar. But you know, deep down I knew it was time for more rest. I had a long weekend ahead of me that was yeah, just yeah, the yeah. beginning part, so it was time to... You have to, like, balance your time. So that's another thing I was going to ask you. Like, did you have a plan of action, or was it... You, you Were you just going out down there and oh, just yeah. going to, like, have leave it up to chance what you were going to do or I probably should have taken that approach but being the type of personality I have I just took it head on I had seven tickets on the way down there oh, okay. technically nine for what shows my sister is attending with me wow. but I had seven tickets just sitting there waiting and, I, and that kind of became the stressful part is looking at him and saying crap I gotta go from this show to that show can I make it in time right, yeah right and especially since like if, tell me if I'm mistaken or not but the shows are all it's pretty centralized of an area of where the shows are happening like they're not that far away from each other right absolutely yeah but there's so much pe- there's so many people around that it makes it kind of hard to get from place right. to place right right i saw a lot of people waiting for ubers and everything but yeah fuck that dude you yeah. got to like just bite the bullet and hoof it and see if you can make it. You right. Know? I That's walked, what I would do anyway. I walked from quite a few shows to another show. Like yeah. Saturday, I would walk from one show to the other. And that was, that was one of the Yeah, and you're not the only one doing that either. Right. Like, I'm sure there's like a steady stream of people doing exactly the same thing as you're doing. On the money. Yeah. Okay, so is this, your, this was your first time in New Orleans? Actually, I went to New Orleans in 2006. 2005 was Hurricane Katrina. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I went in 2006 as a part right of the mission trip. Right after Hurricane um, Katrina? I guess the Hurricane Katrina happened in August of the prior year, so we were there oh, okay. like 11 months after or so. Wow. And I went on. We went down with, I guess, like 13 or 14 of us teenagers, and we did a little bit of work, but it was more a lesson to learn, like to see just how much of an impact mother nature could have our yeah, life yeah. and to see the strength of those people so that was a that another place got key motivator up. massive yeah. katrina <laughs> katrina was no joke and to see it I, as a kid you didn't it didn't all resonate with me just exactly how much damage was done but to go back and to see man yeah that place was devastated yeah so yeah this is my second time in new orleans first time as a tourist i'd say so did so uh, going down this time was it noticeably rehabbed or or the play i think that if, t- tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, the French Quarter was kind of spared by by Katrina, right? Like it didn't get as bad of a as bad of a hit as the rest of the area. Or maybe I'm wrong. No, I didn't. I had my head in the sky with a lot of it as far as just thinking about wrestling. I wasn't taking okay, in as yeah. much as damage, but I noticed a lot of markers on walls that would say, "Here's where Katrina hit." And it'd be 12 feet in the air, so I'm pretty sure wow. the French Quarter got. Not as ravaged as places like the Ninth War, but it was it was hit bad. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, when I went as a teenager, when I went when I, ten years ago, yeah, there was a lot of us church kids that weren't going to go down to Bourbon Street and get the full experience. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know that that experience was there to be had. I don't think a year later it was really all back to business as usual. I think they were still part piece and things together because it was such an awful storm. Yeah. So okay. So back to Thursday after that show. Do you? Like hit up the party, or do you, you, or do you go back to uh, getting rest? Put my responsible boots on that night. We went ahead and got a quick bite. I got some of that famous New Orleans gumbo, and yeah. we went back to get rest because I had a uh, first thing in the morning. I was going to meet Ric Flair at the at yeah. the WrestleCon, so that was that's where my mind was full. After as soon as the third the bell rang at the end of the match on Thursday, I knew it was it's time to eat and rest, and that's and that's precisely what I did. Yeah, so so okay, that's the next thing I was going to ask you on Friday. Uh and th- and I got all my information on what you did from what you posted on the internet, so you might have to you're definitely going to have to fill in some spaces in between. But Friday in the morning, that's when you meet Ric Flair. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. That, that was the big one. Okay, was- so so is he at WrestleCon? Yeah, he's at WrestleCon, which is at the Sheraton, of, which is 51 floors. It was a massive place, and walking up to it, it yeah. just, you know, the butterflies were crazy. So so how long uh, did you have to wait in a line to meet the guy? Or, so, or was it even was it set up as a line, or do you have a number, or how does that work? Yeah, so there was no pre-sales on uh, any of the autographs or anything like that for Ric Flair. So I walk in, and I just had my mind just fixated on it. I got to meet Ric Flair. I don't know what it was. Maybe just the recent health scares, but something about, it just felt like it was going to get away from me. So yeah, I got man, in he's, there. Well, he's fucking Ric Flair. You right. got like, if you have a chance to meet the dude, then you do it. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So 
Yes. Good decision on that. Right. Yeah. I head in, and I'm passing by all these legends from my childhood, and I'm seeing them for the first time in person. And it's kind of, it's awe-inspiring. You see all these people, and you just, but you keep on moving. You got yeah. your head just fixated. I'm going to meet Ric Flair, and I get around the corner, and I see a long line of people. A couple people have uh, have the nice Ric Flair robes on, so I'm like, okay, this is this where, is I, where be. I need to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. undoubtedly, this is the one. And it was about a 45-minute line, if that's, I'm being honest. Well, that's, yeah. I mean... It, Speaking from a person that's been at like cons and stuff like that, that's actually not that bad of a wait. Right. Yeah, like, we come to find out that that's actually a pretty sweet wait time, frankly. Yeah, totally. Like you must have got there early too. I would think if like if it was only forty five for Ric Flair, you know. Right. So, so uh, when you finally get up to him, what do you say to him? Oh man, it was daunting. So yeah. It was his wife Wendy, the the lady that everybody credits pretty much for saving his life. It mm-hmm. wasn't if it would have wouldn't have been for Wendy's insistence that he go get it checked out. He probably probably would have passed away way before his time. Totally. Either way, so Wendy's taking the money, uh, giving out your pictures, and I strike up a little conversation with her. And then the guys in front of me finished up earlier than I thought they would. And it's Ric Flair calling me over. He's like, "Hey, big guy, come take a seat." And there's Ric Flair, you know, by the all-time favorite wrestler sitting That's right there in front of me, red suit, and I take a seat, shake his hand, and I tell him what an honor it is to meet him and how happy I am that he's healthy and he's made it out here, and he says it's a great honor for him to be here. And yeah, yeah. snap a picture, probably the greatest picture I've ever taken in my life, and <laughs> yeah. it just whisked away just like that. There goes the moment. Okay, yeah, so that's what I was going to say is, like, how long do you get with him? I kind of know from previous experience at these things, but like I, I figured it probably wasn't long. It was about 45 seconds, which Damn. felt about four, frankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, shaking his hand, sitting down, taking the picture, thanking him for it. But that's a great moment, and like... You'll, you're going to always have that now. So that's the value of that, of, of waiting in the line right. for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That's the value of uh, paying for that extra experience, that one-on-one, that fucking handshake. You're going to be able, like, if your kids, the, if you have kids, you know, like, you're going to be able to tell them that you met the fucking, the man. Right. You know? And the legend. So, okay. So moving on. All right, well, before we move on from that. Do you, do you feel like that 45 seconds was a fulfilling experience? Oh, it was to the point where I had my mind set on a budget where I was going to meet this tag team, I was going to meet this diva, I was going to meet this former champion, yeah. and I met Ric Flair, and I immediately, like, the feeling of having to meet anybody else, like, just was gone. <laughs> I yeah, looked yeah, around, yeah. And I felt like I was on top of the world. I was feeling like a million bucks in my suit. I put my suit jacket back on, and I said, it's time to go. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so, so where you, where out. you head out after that on Friday? So Friday... I have a show at four o'clock. So what I show leave. Is that? This is uh, the first British show I've ever taken in. It's uh, Rev Pro Wrestling. Okay. And I go, and that's at the Sugar Mill, which is where the Super Show was on Thursday. So yeah. I know my way around. I feel like I've already feel like I've, you know, just uh, I'm not a stranger in the town anymore. I know where to go, and yeah. that's the nice thing about New Orleans is it's very, it's a very small city as far as what we were intending to do. So we leave there, and we just walk around the city for a little while, find something that. You know, looks interesting. Looks tasty. We had a good lunch, and for that point, I had to do the super show, which was a, a longer walk than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> we had walked quite a ways away from the Sheraton, and I had to hustle my way back to the so show. So this but is I made another super show. This one, so Rev Pro is, I think, it's just independent. I think it's just that British company that okay, ran yeah. that show. So yeah, so they, that that's the show you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, this that's Rev the show. Pro. Okay, so. And that one was pretty good too. Oh, that was that was a remarkable show. There was, I had to. It felt like twenty percent of the crowd was British, legit. Either yeah. putting on good accents or just authentically no, I think from it's, UK. I think it's fair to say that they like had a British show there because they knew British people were coming to town. So. Right. No, and it was it was a great show. Frankly, it was match quality was tough to beat for that one. It was. Top to bottom, it was solid. It was a very yeah. enjoyable show. So uh, after that show, did you do you have a ticket for another show after that? Yeah, on Saturday Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, I'm going to uh, Joey Janela Spring Break, oh, which is at yeah. midnight. <laughs> See, so I heard really good things about that show, but that did, yeah, like like you said, it didn't start till midnight, right? Right, right. So you finish. Up, I finish up at about. 8 o'clock down at the Sugar Mill for the Rev Pro Show. And yeah. I walk out the back door to immediately see the guy that headlined the show, Zach Sabre Jr., standing there waiting oh, for his yeah. cab. And I went up and got a quick handshake, told him how happy I was about you know signing with New Japan and 
the New Japan Cup was just remarkable this year, and I congratulate him on that. Yeah, yeah. He actually lost the heavyweight title that night. Like, the, the main event was him losing the title to Ishii. So right, I didn't right. want to really go up and bother him much. He looked like he was pretty beat up. And as I'm walking away, a group of four Japanese fans come over, and they just go nuts. <laughs> they're yeah, taking yeah, yeah. pictures. They're talking with them. He's getting in his cab, and it, it just felt like one of those experiences. Like, man, this is – we're really tight here. It's not just, like, the fans are on this side and the act, you know, and the wrestlers and, every, and the acts are behind the scenes. Yeah, so we're no, all together it's just there. a big mix. It's a community together. Right, right. Yeah, so that I feel like just that alone is is really the draw of the entire thing. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so Joey Janela's spring ba- break uh, is pretty well known for being just a completely nuts, crazy show with like crazy gimmick matches and right, stuff, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, and we don't have to get into the match specific, matches specifically, but... Of course, Joey Janela is a guy who is is, is uh, he's becoming boy. more infamous as uh, years go on. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's not even anywhere close to the WWE side of things, but no. like on the indies, he's doing fantastic. Right. He's so, built quite and a name of course, for himself. The indies, like as you can see by uh, talking to listeners for a second, as you can see by Chris's story, like he's only gone to indie shows so far. And that's more than enough. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like a Friday, uh, they they had a well ROH. I don't really consider that indies really anymore. No way. Uh, they had a show on Friday night. He chose to go to uh, a different indie show than that one. You know what I'm saying? Even though that one's doing huge. Uh, Saturday, um, or was it on Friday? I think it was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, no. No. Saturday was the Ring of Honor show. Was it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because uh, Hall of Fame was on. Yeah. Okay. I I was gonna say I was You're second guessing the way they myself. They should do it. They should set up Ring of Honor on Friday. That way, people don't have to choose with NXT. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the ultimate decision. That's the one you rack your head about. Saturday. What do you do? Do you yeah. see Takeover? Do you see Supercar? Yeah, Takeover, my uh, Supercar. We'll get to your your. Uh, so so you chose to do neither of those, right? No, I, I took in Supercard. That was that you, was you the, did see Supercard yeah, of Honor. Yeah, okay, Supercard so. was the number one show for Allie. That was her WrestleMania. She didn't even want to go to WrestleMania. Frankly, she yeah. she's like seven hours. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, I even said the same thing. But she was Supercard was her thing. She even got her own ticket for that. That was. But uh, we're getting we're getting a little ahead though. So let's let's take a step back for a second. Um. So you said Friday night was Joey Janela's thing, right? Right. So break. you chose you didn't see the Hall of Fame thing, correct? No, I didn't. I actually haven't witnessed Hall of Fame still to this point. Well, uh, dude, okay. I mean, you've been super busy since then, right. so it's totally fair. Uh, okay, so uh. honestly, like in my opinion, I don't, well, actually, I don't want to taint your uh, what you think of the Hall of Fame, but I will say that one old school guy went way too long. Oh, I he, buddy, buddy complained about hillbilly gyms. He talked for like an hour. <laughs> that guy's a radio guy. I could have predicted yeah. that one from from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so now your Saturday after the Joey Janela thing, do you stay up even later? Oh no, no, no. You went, you went back to catch some rest after yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So I. There was a couple times during the Janela show that my sister had to elbow me because yeah. I was I was starting to nod off. I had such a large day. I've had nights like that at uh, at uh, St. Louis Anarchy and uh, PWCS where like, you know, I'll have worked Friday until the morning on Friday, and then there's a show Friday night, and I get like no rest. <laughs> so okay, back to it catches, you. It catches up to you. It quickly. definitely does. Okay, so yeah, so Saturday morning. Ah, what pancakes and pile drivers. Yeah, of which none were allowed in the building. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a, a breakfast type thing where it's sort of like a meet and greet. So this is actually a show, and this is this oh, okay. is put on by AIW, kind gotcha. of local to us. This is Chicago, and this is another show Allie had her mind set on because ACH was going to be there. Anybody from St. Louis scene will know course, ACH, yeah, and yeah. also the besties in the world, Matt right. Richard and Davey Vega. And she had her eyes. That was her second set ticket. She had seen mile away. We're going to go to that show. So here I am. We didn't get in back to the hotel until two thirty. And here I am, ten o'clock, waking up, and we're we're there by eleven for the beginning of the show. Yeah. Funny thing about New Orleans is their athletic commission. Louisiana State is is funny about that. So there's no blood. 
Yeah. Uh, there's no pile drivers. Yeah. That's that's the one we didn't quite get. So I don't know if they named it pancakes and pile drivers. I think it just sounds good. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. So you get there. It's at the Sugar Mill again. Awesome arena. It's it's an indoor arena, but it's kind of outdoors in a way. There's a giant like I would say almost a garage door entrance. Yeah. So you get into this kind of like outside area where they had the pancakes going. There's no syrup <laughs> mandated <laughs> by the 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 Sugar Mill. They said, hey, it's too sticky. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. no pancakes in the door. Yeah. <laughs> so they literally. No pancakes or pile drivers to be had inside, but no problem. We have to step in, watch another really good show. But it's 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 eleven thirty in the morning. I'm yeah. exhausted. I'm enjoying myself, but they don't have coffee at this place. So what do you do in New Orleans to wake up? You drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I go out. I get a beer at eleven thirty in the morning. I'm sipping away. Are you still at the? Are you still at this show? Yeah, I have a sugar mill, pancakes, and pile drivers. Yeah. Allie's inside watching. I think it was like a an eight man scramble. Something where I was just like, oh, there's too much to take in here. Yeah. Perfect time for a beer. I step outside, drinking a beer. Who do I see next to me? Freaking David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there smoking a cigarette. Okay. So blows I, my mind. I, yeah. Exactly. I want I wanted to ask you about this because you posted a picture with him. Uh, I did see leading up to this weekend that Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett has some kind of like back and forth with him on Twitter, and I never really like super looked into it. I just knew that they had a thing where they were going back and forth. Little did I know they're going to end up at the same show together, right? And he's going to get in the ring and talk trash to them. Yeah, it uh, was incredible. Like, what what were your thoughts on that? Because obviously David Arquette, for the uninitiated um, wrestling watcher or whatever, he was at one time WCW champion, and everybody fucking hates that fact. You right. know what I mean? So <laughs> undefeated. What? Yeah. So so what what are your thoughts of seeing that dude in person, and uh, and how do you think Vega and Fitchett did in the ring with him? Just give general thoughts of so, that. As far as I can tell, this goes back at least two years. Yeah. Ever, you know, you follow them on Twitter at Dirt Anarchy Show, and you see him fit you trying to trying to get under the skin of David Arquette. And every now and then, David Arquette would quit back with a little something here or there. So when I'm outside and I see him, biggest double take of my life. I'm like, man, I can't believe it's David Arquette. I leave him alone, but then it clicks. I say, oh man, he's he's here. So I go in, and I don't need to tell my sister. I'm just going to let this be a surprise, because she knows very well about it, too. We've talked about it in the past. When's David Arquette coming to town? When are we going to get him? So main event happens. Besties retain their, title, their titles in a really great ladder match. Yeah. Who hops the barrier? It's nothing but David Arquette. And I was like, <laughs> Alex, I saw him outside. I, that's who I told you it was a surprise. And, and there he is. And he talks about being big money David Arquette. Undefeated. Yeah. And he calls him out. Said to set a date, and him and Fitchett are going to go. So that was that was a really neat experience. That was something you you couldn't have planned on that. I could have never imagined that they would actually share the ring together, that we'd get another David Arquette appearance. And he was he was a really neat guy afterwards, took pictures of everybody, was chatted up and, and it was he was really enjoying himself. You could tell this is a guy that is doing it for fun. I don't think they wouldn't pay him thousands of dollars to make no, this experience. Yeah, he's, this he's is, there to, to enjoy the wrestling himself. So exactly. it's just a bonus that he gets to do a uh, a spot. Right, know? exactly. So so okay, so that show wraps up. Or is there anything else you want to mention from that show, or you want to move on? To that the next one thing? that does it for that one. David Arquette okay. coming out. That yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Pancakes the highlight. That. Okay, over. so right. after that, what are your plans? Supercar, supercar Super of, of honor. Yep, heading to the meet and greet. Yeah, I just want to throw this in really quickly. I ordered the honor club, and not knowing that it was not going to fucking work, so. Leading into the show, I'm already having problems. I'm having like refresh over and over and over. Mm. First couple matches was I barely got to see any of it. Like it froze so much, and we were having to go back and forth between that and NXT, which of course working perfectly because it's oh, WWE. They got right. money coming out their ass. So I got to watch it, but I did not thoroughly enjoy it, except for when it was finally like I could watch a full match. Uh, but but the but the quality of the picture was shit the entire time. Yeah, and of course, like trying to talk to any customer service or anything like that about it has been bullshit. But anyway, so you're there in person to see that show. I'm sure it was fucking great in person, right? Yeah, thank God. <laughs> top top to bottom, that was a pretty solid show. It was. I will say, I had 
this is probably the most invested I had been in a Ring of Honor show ever. I was really, I was, I had went to the Odium last September for a yeah. Ring of Honor show there, and that at the time was their biggest show yet. They'd I think had like thirty eight hundred people or something to that arena. Yeah. So I was really, really emotionally invested to this one. And I gotta say, it was a lengthy show, and yeah. and that weekend that kind of hurt it, but. The pinnacle points where it came to a crescendo, the the tag match, uh, the t- tag title match, the yeah, Kenny Young Omega Bucks. match, that was that was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta say, no complaints on that one. It was it was an incredible arena. Yeah, the, Omega and uh, and uh, Cody was obviously great too. Yeah, they so. they they, re- they told a really great story there, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Yeah. So okay. So. We might have skipped this, but maybe it was the day after because I did see a picture of you and fucking Kenny Omega together. So was yes. that Saturday? Yeah, Saturday was, was that before Supercard. Yeah, they oh, have okay, a big yeah. so meet and greet, and that was that was a hell of a meet and greet of itself. The line was was quite something. Yeah, I was gonna say. So same questions. Line, how right. was? I'm sure it was much longer than Flair's, right? Yeah, imagine kind of like the concourses at Scott Trade Center or any you know, like hockey arena. This yep. is basically what they have here. We were lined up behind a good 150 people. God damn. Yeah, and that was just for the Kenny Omega line. Everybody waiting to meet him and uh, Kota and, Ibushi, his yeah, tag team so partner. Yeah, so you, you did get a picture with him. You get autographed too? Yes, yes. We got a really great 8 by 10 Was it about the same questions as Flair? Was it about the same amount of time with him? With Kenny, you felt like you had a little bit more time. Yeah. But we were nearing the end. I still had a good 50 people behind us. Yeah. They were extending the meet and greet by an hour. Yeah, it could just and because sometimes they take a little bit longer. People take liberties with their time. Right, and it's understandable because oh, you totally. get, you know, these people that you see on your TV and all of a sudden, bam, they're there in front of you. You know, you just want to you know, you yeah. pour your heart out, heart out to them. So. Kenny's amazing. Yeah, I had, yeah. So what? So what'd you say to him? He's so currently he's my favorite going to the ring today, and he went. It went from Chris Jericho to him, frankly. Yeah. And so the match they had at the Tokyo Dome was a dream come true. I could have yeah. I could have never imagined such a thing, you know, in in the current era and the climate of everything, and for it to happen, it was it was a dream come true. So I got to got to congratulating on getting that match together and yep. he, he seemed like a real genuine heartfelt dude and we got to chat up for a couple 30 45 seconds yep. Maybe I was just jump in the picture do the classic gun pose and that was that and then i moved straight to kota Ibushi, which is a, a great blast he was just as just as in, you know as inviting he was really nice yeah. told him about you know how happy i was at you know about the golden lovers reuniting and yeah, how emotional yeah. that was and he, he put his hand on his heart and he thanked me graciously we bowed to each other took our picture and man it was that another moment where it was probably like three minutes combined and felt like 30 seconds max yeah, yeah. it was just like you're there and you're gone so That's, uh you know i should stop to mention how lucky you are that um you have the extra there well that you have the ability to even do this stuff because like it's not very many people that get to first of all even go on vacation, right. but then get to do it in such a fucking awesome way. Yeah. Cr- cram like the WrestleMania weekend is really about cramming as much fucking awesome moments in one weekend as possible. Right, and it's actually a standard weekend, but you get what I'm saying. No, I get exactly um, what you mean. It's it's you, so, but but already you've had so many awesome moments in just two days. Right. So yeah, or now you're in your third day anyway. So okay, so. From uh, from after Supercard, what do you do? So Supercard that wrapped up at like one a.m. or something. Yeah, right? it was it was a late night. Yeah. So we we ended up after Supercard. We decided it's it's oh, let me think Saturday night. We uh, from Saturday night we just went to grab a bite. It was it was yeah. late. I knew Sunday was going to be a long day as well with WrestleMania. So we went ahead and, and ended it there. Went back to the hotel. My mom wasn't feeling well, so we went ahead and ordered Domino's. And I'm thinking, that's kind of crappy. We're on vacation, <laughs> but whatever, you got to eat. I mean, like, eventually when you're on vacation, you end up being like, what's the easiest thing we could possibly do? Right, and unfortunately... Because we're <laughs> fucking spent, you know? Right, and there we are. So we ordered a Domino's right before it closes. And I find myself an hour and a half later still waiting on the Domino's delivery. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think this is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided we'd go ahead and take a rest because in the morning I'm going to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it's probably best I'll save the pizza for another time. Yeah. I'm going to meet. Sto- I'm going to meet Steve. If you're tired morning. enough, you can go to sleep without eating. So. Precisely what I did. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday morning, um, I did see a couple of posts on your thing. I, I want to ask you about this in case it was on Saturday. There's a. a fight in the street of 
uh, that was an impromptu. Uh, fi- it was a match <laughs> they had in the middle of the street in the French Quarter. It was a guy in a chicken mask. <laughs> yeah, that was after WrestleMania. Things got oh, okay. things so got we'll, wild. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. There's a tease. Uh, okay, so uh, on this podcast, we like to talk about food once in a while. Oh yeah, for breakfast. What kind of options did you have? Were you were you at a hotel that had like a spread or anything like that? Yeah, they had a, a like a I think it was like eight bucks. They had a little breakfast buffet. Yeah, but I'm not much of a breakfast guy, so I usually okay. I find the closest caffeine source, I chug it, and yeah. I get about my day. And yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when I'm excited on the road, every morning had something to it. It was like ah, no time to eat. I'll yeah, I'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean. So you got to take in the situation to decide what's more important to you: meeting right. Stone Cold or waiting however long to get your breakfast in. You know, yeah, exactly. and then of course after you eat breakfast, you're going to have to take a shit. So you can't be going out walking around New Orleans if you had to take a shit. That is the worst city to have to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was vouch for that. <laughs> okay, okay. So Stone Cold, how oh, long man. you got to wait for him? Okay, so that was an endeavor in and of itself. Yeah, I get to the Sheraton the first day. I was there. This is know. WrestleMania Sunday, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. This is WrestleMania Sunday. This is the big one. So, I don't know why you'd figure like they'd get this taken care of. And I guess it was just a day of occurrence. But Friday, half the escalators. Once you got past the third floor, the escalators are no longer in motion. Which an old Mitch Hedberg joke was: they never, they can't break. They're just now stairs. Yeah. So <laughs> people are taking, you know, going one side and the other side, going up. So I get there on on Sunday, and I'm about 15 minutes late. I wanted to be there half hour early. I'm only yeah. 15 minutes early. I want to, yeah. I want to make this as quick as I can. I know the line's going to be ridiculous. So I get there right in the door. They have a line of about 100 people waiting at the elevators and a lady yeah. directing everybody for the Supercon or everybody for WrestleCon to this elevator and I decide no not for me <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. to gonna have to find another way because I can I wait for about three minutes and I see that nobody's going anywhere so I go ahead and run up to the second floor and we're waiting on the second floor with about 15 other wrestling fans are all decked out in our coolest wares and a gaggle of divas from our press come up there's Candice Rochelle Kelly Kelly, Victoria, and they're all waiting on the same elevator as us. Yeah. And it, we, a bunch of neckbeards, we all get real nervous. <laughs> We're pressing the button and nothing's happening. The elevator finally comes after a good minute or so, anxious, patient breathing, and uh, everybody jumps on except for me. I'm like, I'm not going to be the dude that makes this thing not go, so I'm going to go ahead and let this one die. Yeah. I walk up the next set of, floor, set of steps, and this time... The escalators are working, but only going down. So to go up, you got to jump on the elevator again, which I know is not an option. I'm thinking, I've got to just walk the escalator. So if anybody's ever walked the down escalator going up, it's, yeah. it's a hell of a hike. Yeah. <laughs> See three skinny dudes in front of me running it, and I'm thinking, I'm going to do it. So I make the first one, no problem. Make the second one, decent amount of problem. I'm real winded. I'm getting, I'm one step, one floor below the WrestleCon, and I'm going to go ahead and run the last set of Yeah, you're, well, we should mention you're a big dude, so it's yeah. not like... Yeah, I'm pushing 270. You're not, you're so not that was, usually like... <laughs> <laughs> running up escalators fucking Rocky style. No. You know? <laughs> that Not that Rocky ever ran up an escalator, but you get what I'm saying. No, he knew better than that. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I'm running the last one. I get about three quarters of the way up and my legs just stop working. Oh, and, man. and that's the ultimate time of decision. Do you like just jump? Do you make the end of it or you just let yourself go down? So I, I let myself go down for this one. So I write it back down. And yeah. I get down to the bottom, and I got make my way back up, and I make my way to the top, and I nearly black out. I've never blacked out in my life. And I stand this sounds like a, a fucking cartoon. It was. It was damn near a cartoon, and I'm just I'm just recuperated. This yeah, point, yeah, I go yeah. get I pass my ticket, and I see I got 200 people in front of me, easy. I'm like perfect time to time to recoup. Time yeah, to not dude, you die. have plenty of time to just rest now. Right. So I put my arm on a wall, and I stand and wait in line. And it's like it feels like 10 minutes before I finally catch my win, and out comes Steve Austin walking by, dudes. Bigger than you'd imagine, and like immediately, I almost back out again. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. So the moment's getting real. I'm feeling, feeling really nervous because even before Ric Flair, Stone Cold was like my first favorite wrestler. Of course, I think because yeah. most kids of my generation like grow up like you want you want to stun every adult that ever tells you what to do. You, <laughs> yeah. you want to give everybody the bird. I remember pouring sprites all over my head at like 11 <laughs> years old. It was so. This is a big moment. So we're talking probably an hour and 40 minute line. Yeah. Like this this line <laughs> is ridiculous. So you get him to Stone Cold. What do you, what uh. What do you find yourself saying to him? So luckily, I'd seen him before this because what they the way this setup they have in there is to pro photo op. You walk in and he's behind his big black curtain, so you don't see him until you're face to face with him. Yeah, but yeah. luckily, I kind of like got a little bit of the jitters out beforehand by getting face to face with them. So here I am. 
shake his hand. He's like, "How you doing, kid?" Yeah. And it was, it was like, man, it's jarring. You almost want to do it back though. Be like, "Pretty good, Steve. Yeah. How you doing yourself?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you don't. You're like, "Oh God, it's, it's such a tremendous honor to meet you, Steve." He asks, "How you doing?" You tell him, you know, you're just super happy to be here. You look over, you're cheesing like a crazy. You yeah. want to be tough, but you can't. You end up smiling your ass off, and and that's that. You're whisk away. Yeah, <laughs> you're man. waiting in line to get a like, look at your print out of your picture, and man, it was, it was. It was awesome. Yeah, it, that's I couldn't, fucking great. I'm sitting here smiling today trying to look tough. and you yeah. know, it's, it's not possible when you're meeting a hero like that. Like Your best option is just yeah, to see, cheese. You didn't, you didn't uh, post a picture of that. On, uh... To be honest with you, I'm sitting back there, and I've got my digital download. I'm waiting for the day where I'm not feeling right. We're like, man, it's time to – got to get them likes. <laughs> gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to post the goods. So, But, yeah, and also I'm super lazy on Facebook. Well, <laughs> I'll uh, anxiously await seeing that. Maybe actually, maybe in uh, concurrence when when this podcast goes up. That's exactly what can, I was thinking. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah post it up. As send a, me send me a couple of uh, of the different wrestler pictures or whatever. Okay, sure so thing. you're done with Stone Cold. It's WrestleMania Sunday. WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it at this point? So Stone Cold finishes up. It's, He's in the morning, right? Yeah, but it, that thing takes till damn near afternoon. I go ahead and walk through the WrestleCon again. I'm going to maybe meet some of the other people, but again, you get that feeling of like, who's going to beat that? Like, who? Who? There's no amount of money I could spend to meet anybody else here that's going to top that experience. So it's, I'm like, okay, time to get ready for WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's like, it's like two o'clock when I'm leaving. So you got a couple hours before yeah. you got to be there, and even then, the show doesn't start. Till well, I guess pre-show started at like five, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I knew I wasn't gonna take part in that. I figure it's yeah. just oh, it's such a long show. I'm gonna go ahead and get there as soon as the regular show starts. Yeah, so good plan. Good yeah. plan. You're not. I mean, you're missing the battle royal matches, but and we're not, and we're definitely not gonna get into like every detail of WrestleMania. But uh, for the listeners, the pre-show is totally skippable, and you're not missing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's two hours long. <laughs> There's like three matches that happen. Right. And they're at the top of the card for a reason. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So, okay. So, does anything happen in the interim between Stone Cold and getting to WrestleMania that's worth mentioning? Or do you want to just get to the show itself? So, getting to WrestleMania was is easy. I mean, that's the one of the great draws of New Orleans is yeah, anywhere you're well, at. The arena is placed in a position within the city that makes it easy to get to that's that's why they pick a spot like that for whatever arena they're doing right is or for arenas in general they Mm. cities make them easy to get to right centralize it so so you uh you walk to the building right yeah so from that point go to a quick lunch and i realize okay it's not a pregame you can drink in the streets so i go ahead grab a couple beers and yeah. i make my way down to the superdome and we can't get very close like parking wise or like yeah. walking wise so my mom just drops me off probably about a half block away from it walking up there's just like the more wrestling fans i've ever seen in my life and oh my god as i yeah, get to the Mecca. gate yeah it's <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really it, I'm, so much of the time i enjoy being an independent soul and walking around with the shirt that nobody knows about but every now and then it's fun to feel like just like one of the gang like you yeah, don't dude. feel unique at all so again I'm, again you're part of the fucking wrestling community who chose this as their their week right you know right. so okay so you guys get up to the building yeah so i'm at the gate and there's just all kinds of beer drinking in the streets it's just a party we're feeling great i got a sixer in my side yeah and a rickshaw pulls up and rickshaws are like very popular in that city. There's a lot sure, of dudes, yeah. a lot of dudes driving bikes with people behind them. Three dudes roll up and they've all got Rick Flair, <laughs> Rick Flair robes on. They got blonde wigs on. And Fuck yeah! I was like, Rickshaw riding, get stealing wheel deal, sons of guns. And we chatted up a little bit. And there's a there's a group of probably 15 cosplayers I have from Hogan to Undertaker to yeah. IRS, you yeah. know, Sergeant Slaughter all year. So I'm just taking it in. I'm realizing, like, man, this is doesn't get much better than this as far as a good pregame. No, goes. yeah, and you're all smiles. I'm sure. The entire weekend, that uh, yeah. the never, it never <laughs> right. left my face. Just constantly seeing everybody. Like it didn't. Honestly, any normal people in New Orleans, I just took as wrestling fans. I just assumed we'd taken over the city. Everybody went elsewhere, and it yeah. was just us. Yeah. So you get uh, you get inside the building, right? Yes, and I had to take the largest pee I've ever had to take in my yeah. life. I did not plan on. <laughs> I did not. 
think about hydration, beer drinking, and yeah, having did a beer they, uh, date. Did, did not have porta potties around the building. Not at a all? single one. Yeah, I didn't. Think so. I, I had had that in my head that oh, there's going to be porta johns everywhere, and there Something. was. I didn't see a porta potty in that entire city. Wow, <laughs> I swear to you, that's insane. Yeah, I guess that's why people get arrested down there for peeing on the fucking side of the buildings and oh stuff my God. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, and I'm sure it smells pretty nice. Oh, it's it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, where were you guys seated at? So, the- I, I went ahead and went cheap on this ticket. I went, I got the 600, which is plumb up right at the top. Okay. I get in there just as the first match starts, which is like my favorite time to get into something. Like the pyros go off, the excitement, and you're like, yes, yeah, you're dude, at WrestleMania. Just, and like, also, pyros back, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one night only. That's, I mean, <laughs> the biggest pyro that you're going to see all year at a wrestling event yeah. is at the opening of WrestleMania. Bad news, WWE fans, is the only pyro you're going to get all year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, it gets you real excited. So, so I, I did, I want to mention that I thoroughly enjoyed the setup that they had because in previous years they've had shit going on around the ring where like it blocks view to some of the people who are way up top or even like on the floor there'll be shit there'll be like towers or something that blocks a big portion of the ring when you're really far away you know what i mean so I did enjoy how it was sort of like open this oh, time yeah. instead. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was very clear. It was but the set itself was just remarkable. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a neater, more festive WrestleMania set. It was it pretty was, sweet. It was I, awesome. I, and I encourage people to go look up what the setup looked like because yeah, it absolutely. was it was pretty pretty fucking out there amazing. Yeah. Um So WrestleMania proper. Uh, what was it just overall experience wise? What was it like to be in that building, seeing some of these matches go down? Like I know, I know when you're up top, like there's a couple seconds delay of yeah. re- crowd reaction. Like, did that mess with your experience at all, or how was it seeing a show in a building that big? Like, Full transparency, it did a little bit because yeah. I'm so used to the indies. I'm so used to being up close on top of the action yeah, where yeah. you can nearly feel the slams to where you're, you know, when you're damn near a football field away. Sure. Yeah, you, you can, like you said, like Chris said, that delay is massive. It's yeah. there. So, unfortunately, my eye, I'm always looking to steal a seat. I constantly, any, any event I ever go to, I'm always <laughs> looking where is better than where I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if I have, like, I could have second row and I'd be looking where is front row at. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sitting there and I've, been to a number of WWE shows. I know if you find where they're setting up the the staging for the Titan Tron and everything, if you find over there, you're going to find a section of refugees. Refugees. You're going to find people that have gone from their seats to here, and I'm going to go check it out. So I go down, and at this point, I find myself on the hundreds level, which is like pretty much eye view with the seat, you know, with the ring, and I'm behind where they have the stage set up. So I am directly next to gorilla position. And no I can way. See, yeah, I got pictures. I haven't showed anybody yet, <laughs> and I could see them walking down the down the aisle. So like when Elias is coming out for his segment, I see a dude with long hair walking by with a guitar. Yeah, yeah. When the dead man's getting ready to interrupt, I see the long trench coat and hat. And like it was like uh, an incredible dream come true to sit there. But at the same time, it almost like I, mean, I was trying to spoil everything for myself when. Yeah. Big Braun comes out for his tag team partner reveal. I'm yeah. not looking for a ten year old. I'm over there looking. Oh, it's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Pop out. Where, where's Neville at? You know, where's Dave Batista? And no, we're, we were getting to Nicholas, but <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but yeah, so I sat back there, and I did have a friend that was down there, Tommy Corgan, and I went ahead and messaged him. I knew that he was up in the six hundred as well. I was like, dude, bring your party down. I've got a whole section, and it was awesome. He came down with him and his buddy, and I got to watch it. Pretty much. We're our own aisle, and we're we're in a little. We're not at the best view you could ever have, but the yeah. Tron's there. We get to see all Gorilla position. We get to you know that and Vince nobody, is right no, there. none of the people came over and said anything to you about N- going over there. Not at all. a word. It's just a classic. I like you own it. I walked in Gosh, there. Gosh, man, that's fucking amazing. And the worst. That's the thing. I encourage anybody if you're in a situation like oh, I kind of want to move. That seat's been open. Do it. The worst thing that happens is ask for your ticket, and you tell them. Yeah, oh, and somebody shows gone. up and they they ask for your ticket. You show them the ticket. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't be here. Right. <laughs> and then you go to where you originally were. Yeah, yeah. The classic. Or look for a better one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're looking for better. The classic is just tell them you got a mobile ticket and your phone's yeah. dead. It's like, oh, what am I going to do with this? You know. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I got to fucking... enjoy WrestleMania for now and there, and it was that's, a, that's actually a really good idea. I never it, even I'm telling of that. you, dude, it, it's. <laughs> 
I've sat front row for playoff games for the Blues. Yeah. I've, I've sat front row of Cardinals games. It's just like, you, damn man, you're crafty. You just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you just do, do it. I, but for you all just those times, the balls to try it. For all those times, I've been denied hundreds of times. Yeah, <laughs> walked into like, hey, can I see your seat? Or you sit down and you're you're ready. You put, kick your feet up, eat your popcorn, and then like somebody comes and taps you on the shoulder. Can yeah. I see your ticket? And like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> but 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 the times that it works, it's worth it. it pays off to try. Okay, so. Just real quickly, what was uh, your favorite match being at the actual show? Not based on opinions or anybody's shit, just purely your own experience. What was your favorite to see in that giant ass building? I know it's not. It's gonna sound like I'm just going off of the. Well, you know, it's a five star match. Yeah. I love the mixed tag match. I'm a massive fan of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Kurt Angle was a big part of my childhood wrestling fandom. Yeah. Triple H, I don't care what anybody says, has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. To hear a Motorhead tune in front of yeah. 70,000 people, that's I always mean, special it's to me. It's fucking huge. But he's, 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 a, he's solid. Yeah. He's been a solid wrestler since day one, so that makes sense. Yeah, and that match, that match just did it for me. Everything about it, the crowd... That's one of my favorite things about a good wrestling show is when the crowd is fully invested and right where the wrestlers wanted to be. And that's where we yeah. were at. Everybody was on every move, was hanging on every move. Yep. The crowd was, it was the perfect placement in the show. Everybody yeah. was right into it. Everybody's completely invested that is yeah. in that building. So yeah. I'm going to, uh, I, I, I want to agree because it was the most surprisingly good match. Uh, everybody in that match played their part perfectly. It went down as per that match was as perfect as it could be for what it was. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And going in, it's it makes it even better that going in, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about the matches, but but going in, people didn't expect that to go that well. No, it was purely an attraction match. It was to get people that don't watch wrestling to wa- to watch the show because Ronda's in there. Right? You know what I mean? But. It was a fucking solid wrestling match. Yep. It told a fucking great story. Yeah. And that's what that's what you want out of a wrestling match, right? 100%. It was so good. Yeah, it was it was an absolute treat. You know what? I'm going to actually totally agree with you. That was the best match on the show. What was, what was your other one though? Cuz I love that Daniel Bryan match too. I, I, yeah, I I that's see that's the thing. I want it to be Daniel Bryan's, but I have to admit that it wasn't. Yeah. Just because like I feel like okay, I absolutely love seeing the three guys in that match. Like Shane, I could take or leave in a match at this point. But the three other dudes, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and uh, Daniel Bryan, those three dudes in a match together at fucking WrestleMania is like, that's legendary shit. You know what I mean? Shit that I never thought I would ever see watching all all three of those dudes 10 years ago or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Uh, I if I was gonna pick one, it would be that one probably. But uh, but I have to admit, like Ronda's match was oh, like uh, show wise better. Yeah, yeah. I think so. the crowd was right where they wanted them. I think what because undoubtedly the two biggest pops I've ever heard. Number one was definitely that Daniel Bryan entrance. Yeah. That place was ready to erupt. See, Last it didn't year. come across as big on like over TV. I don't think. Yeah, I think that. I mean, of course, when Daniel, and that's what I expected was the Daniel Bryan pot to be the biggest fucking thing in the evening, but it got overshadowed by Ronda's thing. Yeah, it really did. I like, you're right? I don't. I mean, and of course, being there, you probably you saw it a little differently, obviously. Yeah. But like, I I could totally see getting so caught up in the Daniel Bryan excitement that it's just like next level, right? You know, everybody's yes chanting and shit, right? I think that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. only just the the sound of it, but it was like the visual. Of yeah, all yeah, of yeah. It. The entire fucking right. Thousands and thousands. Of, okay. So, uh, overall, obviously, I think we can say WrestleMania was one of the best ones of all time. How do you feel today, looking back on WrestleMania, the experience was just WrestleMania, the show itself? The show itself, honestly, I think it... I haven't got to go back and actually rewatch it yet because it's yeah. still so fresh in my mind. But when I reevaluate it from when I was there, I kind of, I kind of loved it. To be yeah. honest with you, there was parts like I. Every other day, I feel different about that tag match than Braun Strowman deal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Today, I'm loving it. To be honest with you, that's another one that's like we were kind of talking a little bit about this earlier. It's for the kids, right? Nicholas had this, has yeah. scheduling conflicts. 
They're looking for uh, they're looking for a spot for him to be on the show. He didn't really have much going on right. leading up to WrestleMania, so they got to throw him in somewhere. Right. Okay, so we're getting a little deeper into the wrestling matches than I anticipated. Okay, so we got a couple of minutes left. Let's just touch a little bit on the the your big moments on on the next two days. So you were there through Tuesday, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so you're there Monday. Is there anything super of note you want to mention while we're on Monday? That was it for the wrestling. So pretty much WrestleMania ends, and I decide from this point on, I'm just going to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any. I no longer have you're just ready, to... like You're so on overload of wrestling at this point yeah. after Mania that it's all sort of like a downhill slope at this point. You're right. It's a combination of that, and you see so much debauchery drinking and like good times there. You're like, oh, man, I kind of got to join in on yeah, that. Yeah, you got to get feel swept up in it a little bit. Right. You got to let go. You know, now that right. WrestleMania's over, you can kind of, like, let loose a little bit. So right. so you go out and party on Monday? Sunday was the big party, I had to say. Sunday, Sunday I make my way down to Bourbon Street. That's when the, the chicken fight you referenced. There had yeah. to have oh, been that's right. the chicken thousands fight. of fans down there. I mean, it was the streets was littered with fan, with wrestling fans at BP, man. It was, it was wild. So man. how long did that chicken fight last? Oh, that... That was that was probably if this was like a King of the Ring tour, King of the Streets tournament. Honestly, that yeah. was that thing probably lasted two minutes. I, I had to have taken in at least like ten amateur matches out there. What? People just yeah, I mean, like cops didn't get. I thought crap. it was just the one thing. No, no, people would circle up. I think I have more video I can post. In That's fucking insane, with the show. But dude. yeah, dudes, just and there was a macho man dude. There yeah. was everybody throwing up the super kicks. It yeah. was it was a lot of fun. Like people <laughs> throwing boxes in and getting slammed on top of them. What? Yeah. So I think that sounds like. A great time i, I think it say. was monday night but basically they were the same nights i mean there was the same people there was more people there sunday night but i'm walking by one of the bars with an overpass and i look up and i see noel foley yeah miss daughter of mick foley yeah, and yeah, yeah she's up there just taking it in just like me i i, I seen her instagram later she's watching some of the fights and stuff yeah, you know yeah. out in the streets it was it was a hell of a person to bump into you know i tried to take a selfie together but my selfie skills are ridiculous yeah. so we're walking i got nothing yeah <laughs> so okay so, Monday, do you go to Raw? No, I was. I, that was the one show I was on the fence about. I was like, I might go, yeah. I might not. But I woke up hungover as hell on Monday, and I was like, I'm just gonna relax today. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go. So around you the watch city. it on TV? Or oh no? yeah, yeah. I went ahead and watched it from the hotel. Which kind of wishing I was there because the crowd is just, you know, it's only once one time a year is Raw as route, you know, is a. Uh, as rousing as that, not rousing, but you know, as rou- yeah. rowdy as that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay. So Tuesday, do you do anything? Do you go to SmackDown? No, Tuesday was travel day, so we just kind of hung out and like took in Bourbon Street during the day, which is it's different during and the then day. Took off in the middle of the day to go to go yep. home. Yep, I had you had to work the next day, so uh, Tuesday was it's a sad day to be honest. Having to leave, having Dude, to leave New Orleans. Was, those, the, uh, I mean, the drive home from vacation like that is always the worst. People right. are like I don't know if your your mom and your sister were grumpy, but like I uh, pretty much every road trip I've taken, you come home from an awesome experience. The road home is always like, ugh, right, <laughs> you right. know, and it's such a come down from where I was. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the you got nine hours to like just wish you were still there doing right. what you had been doing for right. the last three days. <laughs> right. But, you wish you could go on forever, but unfortunately you can't. You right. Know? So you're, all you're thinking Tuesday is like, how do I get to New York next year for WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, overall, what grade do you give your entire trip? Oh, man. I had to give it an A easily. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, have... it feels like you had so many positive experiences, you can't give it anything less than an A. No. It's, it's one of those, like, I almost... When I went back and reflected on the trip, I think I'm going to have to pass our next year's New York because there's yeah. there's no way New Orleans will be able to be topped. You know, no. maybe go to a you know maybe somewhere else could give them a, a run for their money, but New Orleans is such a community. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a small city to have a show like WrestleMania. There's man, it's the perfect spot. But New York, that's a daunting sound to be honest with you. Yeah, you can't walk, I mean, you can't walk from Jersey. You can't walk to WrestleMania. You can't. Do what no. we did, you know. I walked from WrestleMania to Bourbon Street. I got a beer on the way. Walked with the beer. It's a city that you know you can. Every man can you know traverse New York. You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that New York they focus more on getting the international crowd and then the New Yorkers and then that East Coast area to come up there because they they're from a more familiar with that area. Right. Internationally, they go and they they have to get a hotel if they're coming to town. So they have hotels. They're fine. Right. But. 
us going up there is a different story. So. Yeah. It okay, cost so, me so much. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we have a tradition on our show of naming our ham and eggers of the week. So I want you to uh, name a person, a place, or a thing that you think is a piece of shit from this trip. If anybody gave you trouble, Ooh. if the city itself was just too dirty for you, uh, just anything that you can think of. And I'll, I'll do mine first so you have a couple okay, seconds perfect. to think. My ham and egg of the week is broken escalators. <laughs> Damn, <she> took mine. <laughs> uh, broken escalators seem like the worst fucking thing in the world when you're trying to get somewhere. So I feel like it's a pretty fitting ham and egger. Uh, and that brings us to you, Mr. Oh, Chris man. Barr. What, who or what is your ham and egger of the week? Man, it is... When you had a trip like that, to find something negative in that would be tough. I guess... If I had a ham and egger, it'd be money. Yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah. could Or lack thereof. Yeah, lack yeah. thereof. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I hope, uh, I hope that the background noise was at least quite enough for most of the episode that people were able to listen to this and not be pissed off the whole time. This fucking band right now, whoever this fucking band is right now, fuck you guys. Yeah. They're the real ham and eggers of this episode. <laughs> right, yeah, I'd like to change my ham and eggers from money to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, thank you for being on the show, Chris. You're Until welcome. next time, see you later, everybody. Bye. Too sweet. Yeah. <laughs>